Job's getting crazy. Just leave. Don't stay. Because all the excuses that you make, at the end of the day, there's just going to be excuses, and you're just going to be miserable. y'all so if you have a fuck you don't get in a fight and get fired like poo <laughs> <laughs> uh, send them to us here at black at work pod at gmail.com or go on our site black at work pod.com and submit your fuck yous anonymously so today's fuck you comes from jessica long um she says the organization i work for is extremely white I am one of four people of color. An email was released from our CEO just this week and and an online discussion was opened up during our all staff meeting. So far, these are the only steps that have been taken. I was approached by a number of coworkers to write a letter to the executive team regarding the silence of our organization has taken. And we would all sign our names. Now, a few of them are pulling out because they're because the letter doesn't show enough appreciation towards our president and his efforts. The letter has been called inflammatory, and I was essentially asked to nice it up. White fragility at its finest. We submit the letter on Sunday. I'll remember who decided not to sign it. Sent for my iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Gone sent from my iPhone. But um, anyway, I'm so tired of Black women, especially in workspaces like this, having to move like snails and move all meek and mumble when we have to take care of shit. And if you don't move like that, then you're seen as aggressive or you're trying to start shit or you're all up in people's faces and stuff. Yeah, I remember the motherfuckers who didn't decide decided not to sign it anyway. And why should you be applauding your president for his fucking efforts? Did he come up with the plan? Did he rally around to get people to sign it? No. So what's the fucking problem? You know what? <laughs> These letters always get me so charged up. <laughs> Go ahead, Anessa. Yeah, that's a mess. Um, I feel like all the time black people have to like, you know, suppress how we feel in the workplace in corporate America. We always have to like give each other a, like a little, like if me and you are in a, a conference room and all the white people in there, we got to look at each other like, so that sucks. Mm-hmm. With all the things that we have going on, exactly. With all the things we have going on, the last people that we're showing sympathy to is a white CEO, okay? <laughs> Who probably ain't even doing shit. Like, if you ain't For real. So, I mean, fuck them. And you know, I had to say something from my iPhone. Because that means okay. that y'all be like, that means that y'all be literally sitting there like, you know what? Let me just send out my frustrations <laughs> to Black at Work. <laughs> I love it. So, our next fuck you comes from Rodney. Rodney says, Grand Rising, beautiful queens. Yes. I just want to get some shit off my chest real quick. I work for a major health insurance provider, and when COVID hit, they did the responsible thing and sent us home to work back in March. 
Since the states have been reopening, they have slowly been calling each of us back in the office. I work in a call center with 138 other people. As we slowly began to come back to work, they changed a lot. They removed all the door handles in the building so people have to use their feet to open doors. There's hand sanitizer literally all over the building and the cleaning staff is there cleaning nonstop all day. Early this week, we all got an email that says someone in the call center tested positive for COVID. They didn't tell us their name, but we know who the hell it is because she looked like she was about to die before they sent this email. We lasted back and we lasted back in our office for four days. Of course, they sent us all home and told us there are no plans to come back in office for the remainder of 2020. Y'all are a major health insurance company and you thought it was a good idea to bring your staff back in office during a fucking pandemic? Fuck y'all. I have two little girls, one with major health issues, and my wife is worried I may have contracted from work. So I'm working from home. They highly recommended that we self-quarantine. Highly recommended? How about y'all give us free COVID tests so those of us who have been responsible since we were sent home can go home to our families? I'm so fed up, y'all. It's so apparent that the dollar is the only thing that matters here, not the safety of their employees and their families. If we dead, who gonna work for y'all? Exactly. I've been at this company for 12 years and I decided that I was going to find another job. I got on Indeed and there's a posting for my position at my company paying $12.50 an hour. Not only are they building a new workforce to work strictly remote, but they're paying them literally half of what I make doing the same job. I feel a layoff coming soon and they're going to replace us with these people they are heavily recruiting and who are willing to accept that salary. I'm sure y'all tired of reading about these fucked up companies during these times, but I just had to get that off my chest. My wife is a school teacher and they paid her out of the they paid her out the rest of her salary for the year when they closed the schools so she doesn't qualify for unemployment. I'm spending almost $2,000 to stay at this hotel. Can't help my wife with our kids. Can't go home and got to be out of $2,000 of money we don't have just in an effort to keep my family safe. Thanks for your show. I know my coworkers are going to listen to this. It's a group of us that listen to y'all weekly and y'all really inspire and motivate us. Please say hello to my friends for me. Terry, Gina, Rashad, and Miss Jackie. I miss y'all and hope y'all are staying safe too. Aw. That is so sweet. Well, hey, Terry, Gina, Rashad, and Miss Jackie. <laughs> I, f- I feel like everybody's job has a Miss Jackie. <laughs> right, for real. Um, well, <laughs> there's so much to say here. A major health insurance company would be doing this. It's like, what? But we live in America, so we already know that. <laughs> um, why the fuck would they ever make y'all come back into the office? That is, to me, the things that don't add up. You guys actually work in health care. Health insurance is a part of health care. This is a public health crisis and you have your workers coming in to work. I'm so sorry, Rodney, that this even happened to you and your coworkers. Um, and I hope that you all are safe. Um, and it's just fucked up that you have to come out of money. You know what they should have did? I used to work for a company who, um, if there, there was ever like a snowstorm, this is when I was living back home, if there was ever like a snowstorm and we couldn't get home, they would pay for us to have hotels out by the job so that we could stay out there and come to work. You know, they really wanted us to come to work. Well, if you really wanted them to come to work, 
and now you see that this is happening, I feel like they should have all put you guys all up in hotels for free so that you can safely quarantine. This isn't right. It's nothing about this is right. It's not. And, you know, it's just like he said, these companies, even the healthcare companies, because, you know, let's not even get started on pharmaceutical companies. It's all about the dollar. This whole administration that this whole administration that's in office right now is all about the dollar because at the end of the day none of the nobody would be open right now if if this was taken serious so that is a big that's that's huge like and even our company right now they've even opened up and some people are in the office i don't think nobody should be in any offices right now we don't even have um we don't even have medicine or from what I understand, we don't have medicine. There's nothing right now. So if y'all are continuing to open places up, people are continuing to go out, work and do all these things. People are going to continue to get, you know, continue to get this virus and it's going to continue to spread. And like you said, we all going to be dead. I keep saying that. What what company are y'all going to have if everybody is dead? Like nobody can answer your phones. It's just really, that's really fucked up. And I'm so glad. I just want to take a positive note here and just say, I'm so glad that y'all got a group of friends at this company that listen to black at work. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. That's dope. Oh, that is so dope. We love y'all. And I just love that y'all said that we inspire y'all and motivate y'all. So that's really good. Keep going doing y'all, but that's some fucked up shit. Yeah. And honestly, y'all inspire and motivate us too. That's why we keep coming on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. So our last fuck you for today, <laughs> this fuck you's name came in as fuck Uber. Okay. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I drive for Uber now because I was laid off from my previous sales job due to COVID. They are paying us pennies compared to what they're charging the customers to ride in our cars. I got cool with the passenger yesterday and I got comfortable enough to ask her what Uber was charging her for the ride. She said $17.85. They were only paying me about $8 out of the deal. How greedy of a company do you have to be? I know there's overhead costs, but y'all are low key getting rich off the labor and equipment of y'all's employees. Doesn't that sound like a big ass scam? Fuck Uber. When I dropped home, girl, off, I drove my black ass home. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Damn. I didn't know Uber was getting over like that. Yeah. I used to drive for Uber and I used to drive for Lyft. That was like for four hours because I drove my black ass home too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, they do be getting over like that. And that's, I mean... It's fucked up because, I mean, like you said, you in your car, you spending, you know, you spending your gas, your, you know, the wear and tear on your car, you know, they should really do something about um, risking your life or co- with COVID. Exactly. You know, you could get somebody that's in there sick or something you know, like, they, damn. They <laughs> coughing and all the particles coming through up through the front. You better get a screen, child. Put a screen <laughs> up or something. <laughs> but uh, shout out to you for driving your black ass home. Okay? Do that. Um, and get your unemployment if you can, child. Your 1099 or whatever. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, y'all. Um, well, thank y'all again yes, for sending in. Fuck you. And um, let's go ahead and get over to the water cooler. Okay, so today is Independence Day in America. If y'all didn't know, we record this show on Saturdays, and it is July 4th. Today, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, what was it? 1776? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Okay, shout out to my historical knowledge. But um, anyway, this is the day that uh, the uh, white folks from Britain successfully eradicated an entire race of people natives to this land and declared their independence from Britain. So um, this is the white man's holiday. Get your rib on. I'll be at home because I don't celebrate genocidal holidays, but I do want to play. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a joke. Okay. So (laughs) anyway, (laughs) Anessa, what year is it again? Um, I believe it's 2020. It is 2020. Well, apparently the state of Mississippi still thought it was 1865 because, <laughs> <laughs> because this past week, June 30th to be exact, the state's official flag was removed in a quiet ceremony. Mississippi was the only state left in the Confederacy that still had the Confederate flag on their state's flag. Why do they do? Why do they feel like they have to do it all in a quiet ceremony? It don't need to be no ceremony. Just tear the shit down. You should have burned it. Right. Like, can I draw a comparison here? Black people view the Confederate flag how Jews view the Nazi flag. You know, for our white listeners that might not understand, they both were created for the same reasons. The Nazi flag was created to get the Jews the fuck up out of here. And the Confederacy was created to keep blacks enslaved and property. So you can't you can't be offended (laughs) that we think that that flag is offensive because it fucking is. And it's crazy that y'all don't see that. Even in school, it was crazy to me because they don't come. They feel like slavery and, you know, what we went through wasn't as big as the Holocaust and what the Jews went through. So, Which is so crazy, y'all, because did y'all know that the Holocaust was only four years long? The way they talk about that shit, you would think that shit lasted for centuries. It lasted for four years. Not to downplay the struggles and what you know the Jewish people went through that shit was horrible but it was for four years okay we're still in a black holocaust slavery was 400 years you know we went through this timeline we had mass incarceration and now we got public lynchings that's right yeah like four years compared to 400 years okay like you said I'm not you know downplaying what happened to them but (laughs) we had 400 years y'all got four years and the things that we, and like you said, we still going through stuff today. So fuck the Confederate flag, honestly. Big fuck the Confederate flag. So I know black people who are proud to be from Mississippi. That's actually where my daddy and his family landed. And my dad grew up there. Most of them still live there. Um, my kids' paternal side of the family all lives there. There's black people that are from Mississippi, but always felt like they couldn't rep it. Or wear their flag. Perfect example. Texas. Niggas love Texas. 
<laughs> you know niggas love Texas and they love repping Texas and the flag, black, white, brown. As a person who is not from Texas, living in Texas, I can tell you, bitch, I don't care if you're in the deepest hood, the bazaar, or a clan meeting. If you start singing the stars at night or big and bright, every motherfucker around you gonna stop and finish that damn song. Be Go ahead. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Nessa. Finish all jam. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm going to my cave. I'm hiding. <laughs> no, but for real though, like people want to be proud of where they're from, and you can't have a confederate. That's just like a a, a Jewish person walking around with a Nazi flag on just because they were born in that area. Like, cut the shit. But yeah, so the state currently doesn't have a flag. And it's a historic yet important move to have done that. But uh, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor, Tony McDay, and Elijah McClain already. Can we say that again? I mean, please. Like, y'all doing all this extra stuff. What we want done is not getting done. At all. Like, I, I, and I'm here for, you know, bringing down the Confederate flag and all that. But, like, a lot of people on social media this week, I know y'all seen it too. Like, Breonna Taylor's. Brianna Taylor, Brianna Taylor, the the cops that kill her are still out and free. We need justice for that. Like, okay, yeah, keep keep doing that. Keep keep uh, bringing down the Confederate flags, but also, you know, there's some other stuff going on too. Exactly. And speaking of justice, <clears throat> the judge in the George Floyd murder case says he may move the trial out of Minneapolis if the family and the lawyers for Mr. Floyd keep making public statements. So he basically threatened to issue a gag order for the family and the lawyers, and he stated that their comments about the case may make it hard to find an impartial jury. Um, sir, wherever you fucking move this trial, I hope you're unable to find anyone with blood running through their veins and common sense who would be impartial to a man kneeling on an unarmed handcuffed person on the ground begging for his life. Just fucking sentence them. Like y'all do so many of these young black men, offer them some time and convince them to take it, bitch. More than half the black people in jail never even went to trial. There is video evidence of a stone cold murder. There's nothing to deliberate here, bitch. At all. Like, the audacity for him to say an impartial jury. First of all, like you said, there is video evidence. There shouldn't even be. I saw that they, um, his, his trial is supposed to be set for March 2021. Like, we wouldn't have got two hours. Like, it would have been done. Like, we would have been booked and booked into prison and on a bus on our way to Mississippi where the Confederate flag just got put down. To be in <laughs> locked up in the prison, like come on, y'all, like life, life, <laughs> life, life. <laughs> like it makes no sense. This is not rocket science. Like you have it on video. There's there there's no trial needed. He just needs to be convicted and gone for life. That's it. Period. Point blank. Why are we even talking about this? Exactly. <sighs> is it really fucking sucks? But anyway. Maybe this will make you smile, Anessa. <laughs> and God don't like ugly news this week. That's that's Anessa's thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope you 
hope you all remember Herman Cain. Herman Cain was a former Black Republican presidential candidate who uh, now supports 45. If you ever see a picture of Trump's ass, you'll see Herman Cain's lips right there in the crevices of that motherfucker. Like, he loves that nigga. <laughs> anyway, Herman Cain and a bunch of his coons were a few of the 6,200 people that showed up to Trump's post-Juneteenth Klan rally in Tulsa. And then if you see his post on social media, you'll see him and his coons sectioned off in the colored section, dancing like drunk white girls at a college party. <laughs> Bitch. Well, this week, Mr. Kane announced that he has the coronavirus. <laughs> Y'all stay blessed. I hope nobody else at their clan even got it either. Oh my. Wouldn't that be like terrible? Oh my gosh, horrible. Please. I don't want none of y'all to get it. Like you God don't like ugly. I done told y'all. I told y'all he don't like ugly. So all these people that keep doing wrong, hey, y'all day is coming. The Lord about to part this red sea and we all about to step on. Come on, Lord. In the upper room. <laughs> Speaking of Verona, y'all, um, D.L. Hughley interviewed with TMZ this week. If you guys didn't know, he was diagnosed with COVID-19. But he says that he's doing well now. Well, anyway, during the interview, he talks about where he thinks he may have gotten the virus from, which, by the way, he blames a trip he and his team took to Dallas for one of his comedy tour stops. We'll get to that later. But in the interview, he also admits that he gave the virus to his entire team that works for him and his entire family, except for his son, Nigga, do you not know how grossly irresponsible this is? I know people are going to have their theories, but this shit is real, bro. I have a family member who has been in the hospital since March with this shit. Stop fucking around with this virus. Damn, it's not even about you. It's about the people around you. You don't know who they're touching, who they're in contact with, who they're caring for. Just stay your black ass at home. I know you needed to make some money, deal. You, you out here um, probably broke, you know, <laughs> Because why are you going on tour during a fucking pandemic? Nobody understands that. But you that was irresponsible. And for you to be getting online talking all this deep black woke ass shit, you weren't woke enough to stay your dumb ass at home so you wouldn't come further infect your people. I'm glad that you're doing okay. I hope your whole family survives this, but you didn't have to put them in that type of danger. And you did. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's real crazy. And the... <laughs> The nerve of him to say he came to Dallas and, oh, <clears throat> excuse me, that ain't the wrong call. But you don't know. You don't know where you got that from. Now, don't be coming down here blaming that on Dallas. Now, I know we a hot spot here in Texas. You know, Texas is a hot spot, but don't be, don't come for us like that. Everybody who is trying to still make 2020 happen, like, uh, on Mean Girls, quit. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Stop trying to make 2020 happen. 2020 is done. It's a wrap. Whatever you have planned in 2020, throw it in the trash and redo for 2021. Because 2020 is over, people. Period. Okay? Y'all, like, whatever y'all had planned, these tours, these concerts, I heard it was a concert happening. Like, what? what is happening? I don't get it. What is happening? I, you know what? This is a caveat, but I heard Nelly was having a concert 
in St. Louis, but everybody has, it's like a drive-in concert. I think that's cool. If y'all yeah, don't have a concert. That makes sense. If you don't work, people can be in their cars and looking at each other from their car, like, hey, yeah, that's my song. But like, were we all like in a confined space or you're going to a comedy tour or trying to have a show where people aren't, I don't care if people say, oh, the tables are going to be this. Nah, we don't need to be in close contact with each other. Cause as y'all, <laughs> y'all spit particles coming over here and getting in my throat and my nose. Uh-uh. <laughs> Sit down, people. Sit down. Nobody has money right now. So everybody on the same level. Uh, D.L. Hughley, file unemployment and hush. Okay. And speaking of everybody being broke right now, the U.S. unemployment rate falls to 11.9% in June as 4.8 million jobs were added in June. Now, this is the news I need to be questioning because I don't, where, where they at? Where them jobs at? It's interesting to see what this is going to look like in the months ahead with Florida reporting 10,000 new cases a day and shit. Texas mandating mass now and other states scaling back on real opening. So we'll see, child. We will see. I know one thing I've said it so many times this week. I'm so sick of COVID. I wish it would go back to where it came from, to the pits of hell. That's where it came from. Because Trump's talking about it came from China. He's steady on that. Like, okay, sir, let it go back where it came from. I'm so over COVID. I really am. I just really wish people would just get some sense Stay at home, stay away from people. And at least if you are going to go out, please wear a mask because some people are not even doing that. Exactly. And another reason why y'all should stay at home because these hospitals, they're able to make decisions surrounding your life when it comes to this disease. And there's nothing we could do about it. Perfect example on June the 11th, Michael Hickson, who is a quadriplegic black man diagnosed with COVID-19, was killed by a hospital in Austin, Texas. The doctors told his wife that he had no quality of life because he was quadriplegic and that he was not worth the hospital's resources to save. He actually died here, guys. His wife got the entire conversation recorded on her phone, so you know there'll be some sort of lawsuit. But my point is, protect yourselves and your families from this mess. They do not give a fuck about Black life, not even in the hospital. So please take this shit serious. Yes, seriously. Just, my, I was even talking to my brother, and he was saying... And y'all know my brother was on the show. God bless his soul, child. He's crazy. He was like, I think COVID is a myth. Like, <laughs> Shout out to Tony. Shout out to Tony. <laughs> Go listen to that show, y'all. Um, what was it called? Prison Saved My Life. Yes. Please, please. And that's the funniest. I mean, and that's the brother. It's so funny. <laughs> like, he's like, it's a myth. Like, and uh, Ice-T posted on social media this weekend was like, it's people saying something about, you know, COVID not being real and his father-in-law has COVID now. So, you know, people are not going to get it until they actually get it or somebody close to them gets it. Right. So speaking of things reopening, I know we mentioned that a little bit earlier. The courts are also reopening. More specifically, the courts that cover housing and evictions. So if you haven't been able to pay your rent during this crisis, you may receive some communication soon about it as the courts are opening back up and these greedy ass landlords are proudly filing for evictions. So this young lady by the name of Vanessa Wong 
wrote a pretty good informative piece for BuzzFeed News on what you should do if you're facing eviction. Don't wait until the last minute to do something. Read that article and try to find some resources in your area to help if at all possible. Just know that you're not alone. 30% of people reported last month that they don't even have rent for July, the month that we're in. So if you can do something to save yourself and your family, if you haven't been able to make rent during this time. That's an awesome resource. And whoever's listening to this, if you guys are struggling right now, you, you're you not alone. Like everybody's struggling to try to pay their bills, but somehow, some way we're going to make it through. We shall rise. <laughs> we shall overcome. <laughs> Bitch, speaking of, in sports news, the NFL announced last week that they will be playing the Black National Anthem before week one games. Y'all are fucking hilarious. All these years of racism, Colin Kaepernick still unemployed. Y'all had to pay him off. It's cool y'all making these changes, but y'all doing every fucking thing instead of what we're asking you to do, which is stop killing us. Y'all really want to make an impact and send a message? Stop writing checks to these police departments to run security at y'all games and hire beat your ass by Tyrone security services or some shit like that. Y'all want to make an impact and send a message? Let people kneel for the anthem without consequence. Make every player fine be paid to an organization focused on enacting change. Pay more taxes on y'all stadiums all cute and nestled in these poor communities so that that money can go to schools in the area. Refuse to start the season! Until all these murderous cops are arrested. That would send a message for sure. I can go on iTunes and hear Mahalia Jackson or somebody sing Lift Every Voice. I don't need that shit. More impactful change. That's what we need. Come on, politician Dana. Okay. No, but can we say that again? Don't start the season until Breonna Taylor, hello, or until George Floyd and all of our uh, brothers and sisters, nieces and nephews, children get justice. Okay, like because then that because that's messing with what that that's messing with that money. We don't need no. We don't need no lift every voice and sing, child. Okay, like, and I don't want y'all singing. I don't want everybody singing lift every voice and sing. I'm sorry. Watch they piss us off and have Kelly Clarkson singing that shit. No, no shade to Kelly Clarkson. You know I love. She's one of my unproblematic white faves. But ma'am, um, watch they fuck up and have somebody that's totally unqualified to exactly. sing it. They fuck out of here. They always doing something like they can. They can keep that. Y'all can really keep it. I I appreciate the inclusion, but the, making these changes right now because we want justice is just putting a Band-Aid on the real issue at hand. And so it's not really doing anything. So I need y'all to start having more impactful change. Okay, y'all. Finally, I know last week we talked about August Alsina and his new album in the break room. Well... It appears that there is no limit to his grind, honey, because in an effort to promote his new release, he revealed this past week that Will Smith (laughs) gave him and Jada, quote unquote, his blessing to have a sexual relationship. Can we pause for a slight giggle here? Because what? Like, I couldn't, I was hoping that we talked about this because this is, first of all, did you watch the full interview with um, Angela Yee? 
No, no, I didn't. But I do okay. have an excerpt. I do have an excerpt from an E News article where he talked about the relationship. And let me just read a little bit for 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 y'all. It says, "I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation due to the transformation from their marriage to life partnership that they have spoken on several times, and it is not involving romanticism." The twenty seven year old alleged. He gave me his blessing, and I totally gave myself to that relationship for years of my life, and I truly and really, really deeply loved and have a ton of love for her meaning Jada. I devoted myself to it. I gave my full self to it and so much to the point that I can die right now and be okay with knowing that I truly gave myself. <sighs> this dude was in love, y'all. I am so confused about it. And I'm, I cannot wait because I saw, girl, people was dragging Jada on social media when she was like, I'm bringing myself to the red table talk. I mean, to the red table and <laughs> people were making memes of like, you know, her like putting them together at the table. Like, it's just so funny. But I'm just, I'm a little lost because Will and Jada said that they, well, Will is denying it. Well, okay. So Jada just came out and said that the accusations are false and Will hasn't said anything to my knowledge. I don't know if he released something between the times or whatever. But um, I don't know. August over here sounding like a broken man, child. What is Jada going to do? <laughs> she I... bringing herself to the red table. Yeah, like, what what you going to talk about? And who, who else going to come with you? Because, you know, August Alcina already, um, he went to the red table, but it was about, you know, his Percocet addiction and all of that. So I this story is just, and, and you know, August Alcina went to his Instagram and basically was like, you know, he I ain't gotta lie, Craig. I ain't gotta lie. So he said he's standing in his truth. <laughs> he said he was out of in Jada, okay? And Will said it was okay. <laughs> Just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm this I, ain't nothing but a win win for everybody. Right. This ain't nothing but a win-win for everybody. Jada helping her side do with album sales. She getting more red table talk views. Will on Instagram having a good day. Everybody fine as hell. All I hear is see here. All I hear and see is black excellence. Okay, <laughs> they told me fika. Bravo. <laughs> I ain't mad at it. Gosh. Right, because all of them is fine. Jada fine, Will fine, you so you so crazy. Well, that's all we have for the water cooler, guys. All right, guys. So today from our down to business segment, I have another one of my longtime friends. Um, one of my very best friends. Um, her name is Tiana. And she just read me off her laundry list of degrees, but uh, they went right over my head, just like she said them. But she <laughs> has a lot of degrees. Tiana, what are they? Go ahead. Just tell us. <laughs> I got a BS in finance, uh, MA in organizational management, and an MBA. Right. Smart as hell. I told y'all my friends are smart as hell. So anyway, this is one of those friends that you got to talk crazy to because she be talking crazy to you. So Michael, if she get the clown and just click her off the line, okay? Don't even let her finish talking. 
<laughs> no, but for real. Um, so my friend, she's also my kids' guy mom. She spent a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time, like a decade, right? At this one company. And um, she's here to tell us about that experience. So take it away, God Mommy T. Yo, Dana, we live. What's up? What's up, Nessa? What's going on? Hey, girl. How you doing? <laughs> you know, just out here chilling, trying not to get touched by Rona, the only woman I don't want to be touched by. <laughs> Michael, Michael, she clowning. <laughs> she go. Just kidding. I'm real good. Just trying to stay safe and, you know, trying to listen to what Dana tells me, not be out here being reckless, not living life. Just kidding. Exactly. Anyways, yeah. So I'm here to talk about why being loyal to a company is not the wave for our generation and for generations to come. As Dana um, said, I worked at this company. I'm not going to say any names because I may go back, but very large financial institution. I started off about 09, so I was 21, and it was my first real job. And I say real job because we're not counting teleperformance. I feel like everybody and their mama, that was their first job. <laughs> that, <laughs> that ghetto company, we're not doing that. So this company was my first real job and got my foot in the door starting if, starting off with uh, collections. The Probably one of the worst jobs you can ever have. But it was a start. Did that while I was in undergrad getting my bachelor's in finance. So I'm thinking, hey, when I finish in a year and a half, two years, I'll have that big job. No, it didn't happen. But I did get a different job, a little more paying. It was still on the phones. But I just kept holding on hope, okay? Maybe the next job. Well, three years in, and I'm applying for jobs, and I'm just getting a denial, denial after denial. I mean, Dana can even testify to this, that I probably called her after each denial, complaining like, oh, my God, they keep saying no. And what, and what she used to say is, I don't know why you're still there anyway. You need to look elsewhere. <laughs> so... <laughs> y'all I keep it real with my friends that's what it is I just I just try to keep it real yeah I mean and I wasn't listening like I'm stubborn I don't like to listen to other people like uh because Aries I'm just gonna blame it on my sign because we don't listen we're stubborn or take but, accountability but okay no I'm just <laughs> look did I did I get personal no, I, was <laughs> I ain't talking about her y'all <laughs> You did, but you're not talking about me. <laughs> this is a different episode for another day. But so I'm applying and then I'm I'm getting jobs. I mean, as I was at this company for almost a decade, I did get about five or six jobs, but they weren't the jobs that I wanted. They weren't those high paying, hey, mama, look at me now. I made it jobs. So within my last year, I finally got the job that I, I wanted. It was a business analyst position. It was uh, title-wise, it was pretty good. Salary, it could have been better, but I did get, I think it was like a $10,000 increase from the previous job. So I was happy. Well, four or five months into the position, I'm hearing from coworkers because white people, like they love to talk and they love to brag about their salary. I'm hearing that they're making like ten to $15,000 more than me and they don't have degrees. 
And I've been busting my butt for years, staying loyal to this company, you know, building um, some tenure and and trying to make a name for myself. And here's these people making more than me doing the same job. So again, I went to Dana and was complaining and she was like, you just need to leave because you know what? If you were to die tomorrow, they would have your position filled instantaneously. O-M-G. You have degrees on degrees on degrees and you hearing in the in the break room that <laughs> about a water cooler that these people making ten to fifteen thousand more to you and ain't got no degree? Child. I'm I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I just I'm done. Isn't it a mess? And I kept I kept saying, well, okay, so obviously we've grown. I've known I've known Tiana since 2003. So this is like long, long ago where she didn't have that, I guess, that mindset. She was more so thinking, well, you can correct me if I'm wrong since you're here, Tiana. But I felt like you were more so being loyal to the company itself instead of necessarily trying to bridge elsewhere. What do you think? No, I, you are 100% correct. I was trying to be loyal to this company because in my mind, I was thinking, you know, 10 year, years, you know, that looks good on a resume being at the same company for such a long time. And then part of me was kind of uh, afraid to take that leap of faith, thinking like, okay, I'm leaving this job. I've built up so much time, vacation and, and all that good stuff. And not thinking, well, if you go to another company and get a better better job and, and a, a better salary and a higher title, you'll get the time. So that's what, in the back of my mind, I was just trying to be loyal and afraid to leave. Well, if I had a pissed off meter, it was probably at seven before they told me about their salary. And after they told me, it was about 11.5. I was... I was pretty much ready to go. So I remember it was July of 18 where I was sitting um, in the apartment of an ex and I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to apply for other jobs. I'm tired of being here. I'm tired of like getting looked over for positions that I felt like I was well qualified for, but nepotism and we'll say a little bit of racism was holding me back. And I was just frustrated, fed up, like, okay, I'm going to apply. Well, I applied, and then two months later, I literally forgot I even applied for this job, but I ended up getting the job that I'm at now. It's a different industry, different company, and I've been there a little over a year and a half, making a lot more money than I do now. And, you know, in hindsight, do I wish I could go back and change things? No, because I think that that was, you know, a lesson for me. But in the day, like staying at a, being loyal to a company that won't be loyal to you, it's just overrated. And if you have an opportunity to look for op- opportunities or, or jobs elsewhere where it can put you in a better position, like financially or a better position um, growth wise as far as your as far as your career, then you have to take that chance. You, you can't be afraid to go out there and. Take a leap of faith, as Dana has always been preaching to me for the last 17 years. So I guess you could say, you know, 
at 32, I'm finally listening to her. (laughs) I always say people who don't take chances in life don't get anywhere and don't reap any benefits. We can't always be afraid of everything. So we just need to throw caution into the fucking wind and live free. And um, I'm glad that you decided to do that. But I want to go back into your story a little bit because I want our listeners to understand that while you were still at this company, um, getting various other jobs within the company, they were boosting your salary little by little, like as in like little raises or making you do lateral moves too, right? Oh, yeah. Little by little. I remember one time when I think it was, yeah, it was the second position I got when I worked in mortgage. Oh, I said the name. Whatever. Um, It was the second position I got. And they actually didn't give me a raise until four months later. They came back and said, hey, we saw that we didn't give you a raise. So here's here's this amount. And it was it was crap. Like, it, I think it was, what, five, was it $5,000 more? Which is nothing. And from an HR standpoint, um, I, I still don't even understand what's going on here because, well, actually I do. You were at the company accepting lateral moves positions, accepting lateral um, salaries, and they were bringing in people off the street with less experience and less education with you um, at more competing salaries because they had you sitting, you among others, because I know other people at your job had been there for years and years and years, but that's what companies do. They play on those people like our parents who work jobs for 40 plus years and things, and they bring in other people on higher competitive salaries. And that's not right. We uh just going back to our uh fuck you le- fuck you letter earlier today. Now they're doing the shit in reverse. They're actually hiring work from home staff for other companies and paying them less than the people they have in the workforce. So the bottom line is these companies are fucked up. If we really want to say something. Oh yeah, for sure. And this goes back to we've <clears throat> we've talked about this before on the show. How we always you know, talk about us not being loyal to these to these jobs and also how you have to be able to speak up. Black people speak up and tell these people your worth and negotiate your salary because the white people going to do it and they're going to get their coin at the end of the day. So, I mean, the most I can say is no or whatever. And, you know, like Tiana is saying, you cannot be loyal to a job. And we always say that, like, these people do not care about us, obviously. And who knows how many times these companies have done this to us. Like, I'm I'm over here, been here 15 years, got all this experience, all these degrees. And then, you know, you done brought in Billy or Sally or Susie. <laughs> they just got out of college. Probably ain't even got, only, only thing they got is a high school diploma. Not, not going, th- not going against anybody that just got a high school diploma and then coming in making $20,000 more than me. Like what? So this is a testament to speak up and be confident and negotiate and tell people what you worth and, you know, don't be scared or ashamed or anything like that. Because like I said, the white people, they going to do it because at our last job or 
our current job. <clears throat> Look at me talking about our last job. Lord, you trying to speak to me? Hold okay, on. speak it into existence. Wait a minute. <laughs> right, because this, this is our job, okay? At, at our um, current company, um, you know, our team lead, she talked bad and dirty about the company all the time, or she would talk to her boss and demand what she wanted to talk to them like they crazy. So, you know, you say what you want. I'm sorry, that's that's messed up. Yeah, because we're we're no longer taking the angry black woman shit. We we gonna take that shit and throw it right back in their face. No, bitch, I'm not angry because I'm speaking up for myself and I'm demanding my salary. We don't go to college just to have degrees. Like we go to do what Tiana is trying to do, you know, boost our education and move up in the workforce. You what you think I, I went here and got these degrees just to sit here in y'all uh little desk and collect this uh forty thousand dollars? Not saying that's what she was making before anybody try to add that up, but collect this little $40,000 and not say shit, like, that's fucked up. I know so many young people, I've had conversations with so many young people like, well, I don't want to leave because I haven't been here um, more than five years. Fuck that. Leave that damn company, bro. Leave them. They won't pay you. And Tiana finna tell you how leaving the company, well, she just did, it made her made her now she's getting paid what she's worth which is the point here um i don't know about getting paid what i'm worth like (laughs) that you know you like i'm not gonna throw numbers out there you know how much i make so i i'm getting paid let's just say when i left that company and went to this new company it was about a 44 percent increase in pay we don't, we don't know math. We don't know math, but it was a lot. It was, yeah, it was, it was a lot. And for me to be single, you know, no kids except for you know the god kids, um, it was, it was nice. But as I look at it, you know, I'm like, dang, why, why did it take so long? Because again, trying to be loyal. And afraid to to do something new because this is a totally different industry. It's around the same line of work, but you know, going from finance to to utility company, it's different. So, but yeah, if you have an opportunity, just leave leave your current situation. It's just like a bad relationship, yo. Look at the red sign, like the the, the red signs are at you. Time to leave. Stay crazy, leave. It's just like a job. Job's getting crazy. Just leave. Don't stay. Because all the excuses that you make, at the end of the day, there's just going to be excuses and you're just going to be miserable. And also, if you have a, <clears throat> I know some people are saying, you know, you want to keep 10 years or you want to have longevity or tenure on your resume. Uh, you know, a lot of the times, if you have a good reason, um, you know, as to why you want to leave your company, that does not deter you from being able to get the jobs that you want or, you know what I mean, for coming from a recruiter's perspective. So if you feel like, you know, you're the reason why, you know, if your recruiter says, well, why did you leave your last job or the person that's interviewing you, your hiring manager? Well, you know, I didn't feel like there was a lot of growth opportunities or I don't feel like I was being used. My skill set was being used, you know, to its fullest potential, et cetera, et cetera. And those people will understand. And, um, you know, it, it won't, look bad i mean like like tiana saying know your words and leave like if them people ain't you know 
nurturing and guiding and trying to mold you or, you know, make you move up in the company, then you need to move on. And that's a good enough reason to tell the next employer. Beautiful. And I was just about to say, from an HR perspective, when we're looking at your resumes and seeing that you might have job top and may ask about it, that Anessa just gave a perfect example of a, a, a answer you could give to that question. No growth and move on from that. Um, you don't have to go into any information about how they weren't paying you and your boss ugly and then that shit like <laughs> like that whole myth of longevity and tenure has just been pushed down our throats by probably these corporations that want us to work for them so you know get out of that shit if you're maybe this maybe this episode is for somebody that might be might have been thinking about it especially with all this shit going on and people changing the way that they do work a lot of people are realizing that the companies that they work for really don't give a fuck about them yes and i was just getting ready to say y'all most of the time the man the hiring managers that want to hire you know that these companies ain't shit uh, actually 100 percent of the time because the company <laughs> that they're working for now they don't even like it so exactly <laughs> you know, our hiring managers hate the company <laughs> right so if you tell them you know this is what it was you know, there was not, they're going to be like, oh yeah, well, I definitely understand that. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, these people are human too. So like, like we saying, just do what's best for you and, you know, move the hell on like Tiana did. Okay. That's right. Moving on like Maya. Preach. <laughs> move on. Don't stay in, in that toxic situation since we love to use that word. Gosh, but <laughs> leave <laughs> there's other better opportunities out there and again if you have questions or you're you're afraid yo you can google a lot of stuff like hr information if you don't have a best friend that works in hr and you can't get all the tidbits of information you know look it up because you can you can leave today or something could happen to you if you get fired your position is going to be filled quick you know, you die. They're already a wreck is already being made. Yeah, they'll send a little the card out to your family, but a, a requisition is being made. Like, hey, we have an opening. So the companies don't care about you like they say. Just go ahead and and leave and and do what's best for you, so that you're not stuck in a situation for almost a decade. I mean. It wasn't a bad situation. The company was cool. I had a good time. I met a lot of people and made some long, long-term long friendships. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's all about making money and it's about furthering your career and you got to do what's best for you. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, T, um, we know you do extra stuff outside of being hella smart financial wizard, um, electric company, master's degree, MBA. Um, <laughs> do you want to? Do you want? Do you have anything else to say, or do you want to talk about um, your coaching? Okay, um, I coach youth sports. Well, youth basketball. Right now, I got fourteen-year-old knuckleheaded boys. So right now, because of Big Rona, uh, our season is pretty much put on hold. It won't resume until September, October. Uh, if I guess if you're in, if you're in Ohio, you have like teenage boys, or you even have teenage girls that's looking to play AAU. 
uh, hit me up. And we have an organization that's um, in Central Ohio and has branched out into Cincinnati. So you can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at your girl T. Or if you're a guy out there and you want to debate me in sports and get this work, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram and let's get this dialogue going because nah, I'll slaughter you. She going to argue with your friend. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't even try. <laughs> don't. Don't try. You, you just get shut down. Like, sorry. Well, thank you, T, for being on our show and sharing your experience. Thanks for not clowning. <laughs> oh, you're so lucky there's company because <laughs> if we do an extended version, I got stories. We have stories for days. This is 17 years worth of a real friendship, not no fake friendship. Okay. Like th- okay, real Michael. Stuff. Okay, Michael. Here there she goes. She she's getting off hand, so uh go ahead and <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> No, but no, but thank you. Uh, thank you, Dana. Thank you, Anessa. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on here and kick it with you guys. I love what you're doing. Been a fan since day one. Uh, it. I'm so glad to be a part of the growth that I've seen. And, you know, seeing you guys on advertisements on Instagram and Facebook, it's it's been amazing. So sky's the limit. You guys are doing an amazing work out here, and I can't wait to see what's next for Black at Work. Oh, thank you, friend. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I love you, Tiana. I always tell Dana, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. See you guys. Have a good one. Hopefully, I'll be back to talk about some some more stuff. Maybe the next new job I get. It's time for the break room. It's the break room. It's the break room. What your break room do? Girl, we finna spill all the tea. Hey, hey, it's the break room. What your break room? It's the break room. So, I will say that this quarantine... Okay, look, y'all. Quarantine ain't stopping nothing relating to media and what we see on TV. Um, I know probably next year a lot of things might be kind of on hold because people weren't able to, you know, record. But it's not stopping nothing because people are still finding a way. The BET Awards aired, and I'm thinking, like, when I saw the promo for the BET Awards, y'all, I'm going to be honest, I was like, what are they going to do? Like, how are they going to do it? But when I say the BET Awards was so good to me, like, probably one of the best BET Awards, and it was virtual. So I'm like, I love that Amanda Seals, she hosted, um, she did a really good job. Uh, they got the right person, I will say, because y'all know she's extremely woke. <laughs> she took us through the BET programs through the years, like One Us in Park, Rap City the Basement. The whole award show was themed around our culture cannot be canceled. The performances were actually bomb and very creative. Uh, so I'm definitely here for uh, the virtual BET Awards from here on out. They don't ever have to meet in LA again <laughs> because I feel like it definitely forced them to, you know, do something that was meaningful. Did you watch, Dana? Yeah, I was going to echo what you said. I, even though it was virtual, I thought it was probably their best, one of their best award shows. The only one that, the only other one that stands out to me was 2006 when um 
Monique hosted. But um, other than that, this uh, particular quarantine award show was pretty good. I like what I liked specifically was how the performances looked like videos. I thought that was pretty cool. I could totally see so many of the Black Lives Matter messaging. It was throughout the entire show. Even if the song didn't necessarily call for it, um, it was still there. I thought that was cool. Um, Duh Baby, not Lil Baby, Duh Baby uh, did his whole performance with a knee on his neck, which was shocking, but we see the message that you were trying to put out there, brother. So I thought BET did an amazing job. Um, I'm actually really proud of them because, you know, white people don't know this, but black people hate BET. <laughs> we, we can't never come to an agreement of what BET is or what it's for, what it should stand for, what messages should send out to our people, what culture should be highlighted, what cultures is not. Because black people, we're just so multifaceted and a lot of people get caught up in the, oh, oh, they're just trying to keep things ratchet, so whatever. But anyway, that was a rant, but yeah, I think I thought they did really, really well this um, this time around. Hopefully, next year is the same. It did feel a little awkward without the audience, but at the end of the day, I'm not missing it. And BT set the standard, so now hopefully, all these other award shows and stuff can follow suit. We don't need to see, you know, your little goofy audiences. Like, let's just let's just put together a beautiful production. Let's change what award shows are. Thank you, BT, and put together a beautiful production from here on. Yes, that's right. A beautiful production, a production like I look like I loved how the um the performances were also like they had to put they had to put some thought into it. They you know, they had to like, you know, go, you know, above and beyond and do something different. So it wasn't I I loved it and I'm hoping that they, you know, keep on this wave. So shout out to BET. Um, but on to TV, y'all. Do y'all watch Marriage Bootcamp on Wii TV? Um, it premiered on Thursday, this past Thursday on July the 2nd. Just the first episode. So I am like, if y'all want to watch some ratchet, because y'all know Housewives ain't on, <laughs> and y'all know Love and Hip Hop ain't on because they can't record because of all the COVID stuff. Marriage Bootcamp is on. And let me tell y'all, Phaedra from Housewives and some dude named Medina Islam. Um, the only thing <laughs> he's an he's an actor. The only thing I know him from is Tyler Perry's Haves and the Have Nots. He plays like a a villain basically, but he died. Um, I don't know if Phaedra is doing this for you know some clout. She's back to reality TV or what? But Phaedra's on there. Tahiri and Vado. I don't know who Vado is, but y'all know Tahiri is on Love and Hip Hop New York. Willie from Day 26 and Shanda, his wife. I know they trying to get a check. They were also on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. They're on there. And then Hazel E and Devon. I don't know who Devon is, but you know Hazel E is on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. They're all on there. So all these people, you know, got drama. And if you want to watch some ratchet stuff, watch with me, okay? <laughs> so we can talk about it. <laughs> I would only watch because my girl, well, my auntie, Miss Judge Lynn Toller is on there and she'd be reading people to sleep, but that would be the only reason why I watch. And Phaedra, girl, you and your uh, boyfriend, is it? Fiance? Girl, he is her boyfriend. 
you know, he, you, she used to date this guy, this DJ, and he was the real. radio dude. Yeah, in Chicago. I, exactly. I don't know what happened. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, Phaedra, are you doing this because you not on Housewives anymore, or what? Girl, Phaedra is an actress, just like her, uh, her boo, and they acting together trying to get a check. <laughs> just, just practice law. Damn, you didn't went to law school for all these goddamn years, and now you want to be a, a celebrity? Okay. Girl, practice law and your um I don't know the correct term for it, but you know, she was like doing the, the embalming for the for dead bodies for funeral homes. Yeah, what happened to that shit? Girl, guess it wouldn't make her no money. Child, I don't know. Phaedra, go find a oh, people people didn't like bedazzled caskets, did they not? Okay. <laughs> Right, so if y'all want to watch, like I said, something ratchet, because not a lot of stuff on TV right now, you know, watch that. Also, there's a new five-part docu-series that's coming to BET, speaking of BET, uh, about No Limit Records, okay? What? Oh my God, I am tuned in. Yes, Masterpiece Record Label. Um, no Limit Records, they're having a five-part docuseries. Uh, it premieres on July 29th at the end of this month. Meg gonna say, oh, oh, na 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 na. So I think that'll be really good. That's definitely, I'm here for that. I'm here for that because I love No Limit Records. They they put out a lot of hits and Master P is still relevant today. Him and Lil Romeo. Well, he ain't Lil Romeo no more. He Romeo now, but... <laughs> <clears throat> so make sure y'all watch that. Um, now on to music, Pop Smoke, who he's deceased now. Uh, he dropped an album on Friday that everybody is raving about. I actually have not heard it. Have you heard it, Dana? No, I haven't. I didn't even know that um, somebody had released new music for him. Yes, that he released new music, uh, album, and he also throwing shade at uh, Rainbow Boy. Takashi 69. <laughs> People were like, how he did? And he uh, talking about Takashi 69. So um, if you like Pop Smoke, um, definitely go listen to his album. Don't know him. I don't even know. Do you know how he died, Dana? Um, it was a, a home invasion robbery um, at his home. And they say that it was because he had posted, accidentally posted his address when he was making some type of, um, I guess, Instagram story or Snapchat story or something. I don't know. There's so many um, theories about what happened and why it happened, but it sound it seems like some type of setup or something. But um, yeah, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Um, I do actually, now that you're saying that, I kind of remember that story. But yeah, if you want, if you already listened to this album, listen to that. Also on some funny shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love a hip hop update. Jocelyn Hernandez has new music dropping soon for y'all. Okay, the Puerto Rican princess. Okay, she she said that she's dropping a new song called "Living Your Best Life." She dropped the visual, and she <laughs> said it's dropping soon. Girl, I'm so sick of these love hip hop folks thinking they Beyonce. Like you didn't have how many. How how five months in quarantine and it's still dropping soon? Why it ain't drop, child? <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. You know what? Nobody ever sent nobody ever sent us a Zeus login so we could watch Jocelyn Ling's cabaret. But um, I just fucking 
<laughs> she is funny as shit. Um, I'm probably going to listen to this and bop to it and laugh one time and then <laughs> move on with my life. But uh, shout out to you for keeping the good fight going and still trying to get this uh, music career jumping at your um, age. Girl, for real. Because like everybody trying to be Cardi B, I think that <laughs> I think that Cardi B, you know, is soon as she popped off and she popped off and she like a superstar now. Now everybody wanna be <laughs> everybody wanna be Cardi B now. But Jocelyn, give it up, child. Just everybody on Love and Hip Hop. Well, actually don't give it up because y'all keep it interested in it. Y'all, you know, y'all make us still well, y'all make me. I love to watch the ratchetness on VH1. Well, um, I don't know if you guys know, well, you guys probably do because it was in the news for the past couple of weeks, but um, you remember Baby Huey? Yep. Pop, lock, and drop it. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Louis native. Um, he was shot and killed earlier last week. Um, Very, very tragic situation. I actually know um, some of his family members wow. and they've taken it very, very hard. Um. So rest in peace to baby Huey. I just wanted to put that out there um, real quick. Rest in peace, baby Huey. So what have you been watching on Netflix? Girl, I have actually, y'all, I'm not going to even tell y'all. I went on Netflix to try to find, to try to see if there's anything on Netflix. Y'all know I'm not a really big fan of Netflix, but um, I've been watching a show called Babies. (laughs) I sound like such a mom, but it's it's like a show that um, talks about the development of babies and how the bonding experience goes between a mother and a father. Uh, it's really good. But other than that, I haven't seen anything on Netflix. Is there? What are you watching, Dana? Um, I've been watching season four of Better Call Saul. I'm so late. Y'all know I'm always on the late train, um, but that's one of my favorite shows. So I've been watching that. Um, but did you hear about... Ava DuVernay's new Netflix series. No, but I love Ava DuVernay. So whatever she's doing, I'm trying to watch it. What is it? Well, you're probably going to love this because she is doing a um, document. Well, it's a scripted limited series, kind of like When They See Us, about Colin Kaepernick's early life. So that is going to be interesting. It's going to be called Colin in Black and White. Um, and it says DuVernay will explore the athlete and activist transformative, transformative adolescent years that shaped his sports career and activism. Um, I don't, I don't know if you guys know a little bit of the backstory of Colin Kaepernick, but <clears throat> his father's black, his mom is white, and he was adopted at birth to um, the Kaepernick family, who is. Uh, white. So this is going to be really interesting to see, you know, what his, what, what, what is, what it was like growing up with him being half black and a white family and just the, the things that he experienced and Ava's directing it. So I think it's going to be really good. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. She can do no wrong. I am here for ever doing a, and I hope that they touch on, you know, his issues that he's been having or that he's had with the NFL as well. So we can um, get a good idea of what that looks like. But I'm excited for that. Um, So um, if y'all want to let us know what y'all watching or y'all want me to talk about something uh, that's going on music wise or what you're watching on Netflix, hit us up on social media, y'all. Come on now. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) 
That's all I have for the rec room. All right. Well, real quick, let's talk about Terry Crews. Have you heard about the shit he been doing? Girl. So, I mean, it's kind of a water cooler topic, but since he does TV and I ain't watching any of the shit he putting on no more, let's talk about why I'm not. And this this is one of those things where I'm just like, I hate to give somebody like him any shine. But y'all know Terry Crews. He plays on what? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Girl, I don't even know what he played on. I don't think I know he played on White Chicks Child. And Friday and all, like all right. he got he got he got paid off of all of these black films and shit that he's been in. But now he's been accosted by some Trump loving white folks. He even got Breitbart news, and y'all know Breitbart ain't shit. He even got Breitbart news taken up for him. That's how you know you're not shit. But let me just give you a brief um story about it, and then we'll move on. But um, this motherfucker tweeted the other day and i'm not even gonna read the whole tweet because who gives a fuck but basically he said let's um let's remember that let's not make black lives matter until uh, uh to black lives only matter nigga what 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 are you talking about you you're t- if if you're saying that you're missing the same point as the stupid ass people in your comments giving you all of this praise is missing. Like, I wish that this motherfucker would just log off. There needs to be some type of law. Like, somebody needs to, like, make it so that Wi-Fi don't work within 500 feet of this nigga. Like, he need a restraining order against Wi-Fi because he keeps coming back on. And you know that shit he did to Gabrielle Union for um for America's Got Talent? He's back at his same coonery again. Please <laughs> go away. Go away. Please go away. That... I, I saw his tweets and then I saw him go on, do some type of rant. I don't know if he was doing an interview or what, but he was like, you know, people are, black people are trying to cancel me and say I'm a coon. You are, why, you are the reason. You, first of all, you making us, why should we have to explain to other black people, black lives matter? We should not be explaining that to each other or we shouldn't have, have, have to be explaining that to you. Like we should only be, we shouldn't have to explain this to nobody, but especially not you. And are you so far removed from your identity and your blackness that you just suddenly forgot what the fuck has been going on? Do you only see positive news on your feed? You're not knowing what the fuck is going on in this world. How dare you, bitch? And you blackity black, swole black. Okay, they would have, uh, they would have bought you for two dollars black on the plantation they would have traded you so sir i'm gonna need you to <laughs> bring it <up. laughs> like you was the big nigga like they would have yeah he got them big arms yeah i won't miss him. like terry come on terry you sure right he would have sold for a crisp two dollars what a crisp two dollars and back then y'all two dollars was a lot of money so i'm just a saying, lot. <laughs> like like stuff come on now you Acting like you be you want to be in a big house, but we know you want to be in a big house. But it's like a shame that we have to exp- like explain to you that you know we're we're not saying I'm not gonna even go through that. Terry, sit down. You're canceled. You canceled by me. I don't even like cancel culture, but you canceled because you deserve to be canceled. Like it's ridiculous. I don't like cancel culture either, but he is canceled by me for the following reasons, nigga. You too damn old not to know better. Period. 
and too damn black too damn black and the people that are up in your comments saying we love you terry you don't have to um apologize and be bullied by these black lives matter people the same people would rather see your black ass hanging from a tree in real life the same people that if you rolled up on them they'll pull out a gun on you like the white couple did in michigan earlier this week y'all saw that video the same people that would rather see you drag down the street by a truck like they did they do niggas in the south the same people. If, if, if racist white people really, really, really fucking love you, Candace Owens, Terry Crews, something is not right in the water. And that's all I got to say about that. That's that on that. All right, y'all. Well, thank y'all so much for tuning in with us this week. Um, thank you uh, to my friend Tiana for coming on and sharing her experience. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for um, sending in all your fuck yous and everything. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, y'all. Stay black. <laughs>